0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present
1: Locked On Today. Bulls and Nets battle it out for Eastern Conference supremacy, and there was a clear winner. Can Bill Belichick pull out the upset against the Bills? Plus, did Cincinnati ruin the chances for non-Power 5 schools? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Brooklyn Nets played in Chicago last night, which means Kyrie Irving gets to play. The game tied at 77. This looked like it was going to be a heavyweight match. Well, turns out not so much. The Brooklyn Nets pulled away which is an understatement, pulled away. They win 138-112. Joining me now from Locked On Nets, Adam Ombrecht. And Adam, the Nets led by as many as 38 in this game. We got to see the big three all together. It's early, but how much are you willing to take away from what we saw from this team in a game against one of the, what, two or three best teams in the East? I'll take everything. I'll
0: take everything away from it and I won't look back. No, but listen, I think this is why the, you know, by Vegas numbers, the Nets are still the odds on favorites, right? Because the premise is if you get the team back healthy, when you have Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant on the floor together, this is what it looks like. By the way, it's a game where, you know, because of the blowout, but it was 25 minutes from Kyrie Irving where he gave you nine points. He didn't even have to do much. It's just the presence on the floor that creates space for everybody else. We talk about adding in some new guys into the starting rotation in this one. But ultimately, it makes everybody's lift a little bit easier. And specifically for James Harden, it makes it easier when you have Kyrie Irving there. So, I mean, we always say don't get too high on a win or too low on a loss. But this had all of the feelings of a statement game, specifically from this big three, reminding everybody, hey, Long way to go here in this season. We're going to be right where we want to be, and that's competing for a championship when it's all said and done.
1: We've also talked about the other guys on the Nets and and their need to step up. You get Kessler, Edwards, and DeRon Sharp, who come in as first year players. Sharp puts in twenty and seven in this game. Now the blowout helps. I mean, a lot of those was was fourth quarter points, but they were real contributors in these games. And something that you and I have mentioned a lot is the ability to throw these guys out there and just say, okay. Let's see what you can do, because they might need these guys come May, June.
0: Yeah, as it stands right now, DeRon Sharp, you love it. No Nicholas Claxton, no LaMarcus Aldrich, Picked up early fouls. That's what his struggle has been in his rookie season. But he managed himself. You're playing Vucevic. It's not an easy order for a rookie to have to do that. He keeps himself in the game. He's effective. He's a high-energy guy. Ends up fouling out over 22 minutes. The other rookie in Kessler Edwards, he's in the starting rotation now. You know, when Joe Harris comes back, you'll have a discussion around that, but he is the only other player that you have on this roster that when you plug him in, he has the ability to do what he did defensively tonight, which is have length, play the passing lanes, get some blocks, be effective, took on very difficult assignments in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, and they got their looks and their shots off, but it wasn't for a lack of what he was doing and his ability to play against them. And then offensively, he's the perimeter shot. He has the ups around the basket and get you some rebounds. He's the new man that's going to be in there, at least in the short term. And it's going to have to be that he plays himself out of that starting role, not that someone else automatically
1: gets it taken away from him. We saw James Harden uh, play terrific as a facilitator in this game. Uh, We have seen over the course of the season, he does not appear to be as explosive as he used to be, but... How how translatable do you think what we saw from Harden in this game can be moving forward? Because it seems like even without that lift and explosiveness that we've seen, he's still an incredible passer and facilitator.
0: Yeah, collectively, that group, the big three had a 14 assists in the first half of this game, six from James Harden. The the benefit that you get with Kyrie back now when he's on the court with Harden it takes that burden of being the one who's bringing the ball up the court on every possession. Kyrie does want to push the tempo. He wants to push that pace. That's not really a part of James Harden's game. So, you know, again, you go back to when they first acquired him last year. While we know all the value that he has on the offensive end and can still get to the basket and get to the free throw line, a complete team affords him to do this, orchestrate the offense, right? Be the guy that takes this step back and is, as we saw last year too, More than willing to defer to Kevin Durant, defer to Kyrie Irving on being the scorers, the primary scorers on this team. I think that James Harden gets just as much joy out of facilitating as he does actually being the one who scores. And as you say, we still don't know if this is the slow burn on the back end of his career, maybe starting to show some of that wear and tear or that it's the hamstring injury, et cetera, Whatever it may be. This is a role that he can lean into and he'll still have an incredibly high value on this team. And by the way, still gave you a really nice performance overall in this game with 14 points to go along. Excuse me, that was 14 points in the first half. Ended up with 25 points to go along with a 16 assist. So <laughs> even, even when he's doing this, still also giving you a handful of buckets on that offensive end getting to the line eight
1: times. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen of the day. Coming up, can Bill Belichick pull it out against the Bills?
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Damian Lillard is planning to have surgery to address a lingering abdominal injury. A final decision on the procedure and the timeline are expected to be determined after consultations with doctors this week. The procedure is likely to keep Lillard out six to eight weeks, sources said, but this recovery timeline could be determined By the course the Blazers take from here, Lillard last played on December 31st. Portland is in 10th place in the Western Conference and the team is 4-7 without Lillard this season. Fellow backcourt star CJ McCollum is out indefinitely after sustaining a collapsed lung. Other than that, things are going great in Portland. The Knicks are trying to be relevant and they made some progress on Wednesday.
2: Hey everyone, Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks here, and the Knicks win 108-85 to over the Dallas Mavericks at home. Home is starting to feel a little more like home for the Knicks, and it's certainly feeling good for RJ Barrett. 32 points, 13-22 uh, from the field, 4-7 from 3, 7 boards, 2 assists. I mean, he had a fantastic performance, his second straight 30-point game, first time in his career that he's done that with the back-to-back performances like that. He looked smooth. He was scoring from every position on the court. Just an amazing performance for him. Quite frankly, I mean, you know, not saying anything about where they're at in their careers right now, but outshine Luka Doncic on the Madison Square Garden floor, which is no small feat because Doncic is certainly a, a fantastic player. Julius Randle too, you know, amid all this uh apparent fan controversy whatever, uh 17 points, 12 boards, 8 assists. Really was a a leader on the court tonight, setting up his teammates, getting everybody going, and getting this whole offense going. One of the first games that I can remember, or maybe the first game period this season, where all five starters scored in double digits, and all of them were resounding positives on the court. So this feels like progress for the Knicks. Great game for them, they're back to 500. They have a little bit of a cushy schedule still coming up before things get a little harder. It's gonna be a really telling time to see where they're at.
1: There isn't a lot of MLB news coming while they are in lockup, but Cubs fans got some bittersweet news on Wednesday. Here's Locked on Cubs host, Andrew Belson.
3: John Lester has finally decided to retire from baseball after a wonderful 16-year Major League career. Why is this important? We miss John Lester already. John was the guy who came in when Theo and Jed took over the Cubs organization of the front office and turned things around. He was responsible for changing the culture that led to a World Series championship and man was he a bulldog.
1: Safety Eric Weddle has come out of retirement and signed with the LA Rams for a playoff run after the season ending injury to Jordan Fuller. Weddle's return to the Rams was announced by his agent David Cantor on Wednesday. The Rams later announced they had signed Weddle to their practice squad. The 37-year-old retired after the 2019 season in which he started all 16 games for the Rams. He was a team captain and was the defensive signal caller. A six-time Pro Bowl selection and two-time All-Pro, Weddle has 29 interceptions, including four return for touchdowns, eight forced fumbles, seven fumble recoveries, nine and a half sacks, and 98 pass deflections in 13 seasons. Does he have a time machine? We'll see. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on BetOnline.ag, your number one spot for all your football action this season. Wildcard lines are out for Bet online. The Philadelphia Eagles head to Tampa, where they face the Buccaneers as nine-point underdogs. The 49ers go to Dallas, where they are three-point underdogs to the favorite Cowboys. And the Arizona Cardinals, they go to LA, site of the Super Bowl this season, with a chance to. Get one step closer against the Rams, who are favored by four. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that bonus.
3: Here is another story you
1: need to know. The New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills will square off this weekend in Part three of an epic series of games so far this season in our super wild card weekend. Joining me now from Locked On Patriots, it's Mike DeBate. And Mike, the Patriots are four-point underdogs. Bill Belichick, underdog, divisional opponent. Talk me out of betting on the Patriots here. This seems like the kind of thing that Bill Belichick just thrives in these moments.
4: Uh, Typically, he does, Peter. I mean, there's no question about it. Bill Belichick has a great deal of success in matters like this. When you're taking a divisional opponent, an opponent that he's quite familiar with, an opponent he's seen before twice already this year, coming off of a very difficult loss All things seem to be favoring the New England Patriots in terms of having a big bounce back game and really kind of putting the shock into everybody and taking it to the Buffalo Bills. The problem is, is on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Buffalo Bills are a stacked team in all three phases, one of the best defenses in the league, arguably the best defense in the league. You take a look at an explosive offense, a versatile offense that has the capability of making plays on all three levels. And then you look at the special teams as well, and they're solid. This is going to be a great game. Really has the makings of an instant classic in Orchard Park on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, the Patriots plus 170 on Bet Online on the money line. I'm liking that. And, and here's another reason I am, Mike. Forecast for Saturday night in Buffalo, high of 10. Low of four the last time these two teams got together in an inclement weather situation. It was uh, a windstorm in in (laughs) Buffalo and the the Patriots were able to win the game with with Mac Jones essentially being able to to wear shorts and a T-shirt because he, he did not have to do anything through the air. If they can follow a similar script, Buffalo has proven they can't stop this New England run game.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the key for the New England Patriots on offense is getting the run game going. That means heavy dosage of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, and both have proven that they can run and complement each other's styles. Damian Harris more than capable of running for finesse and running for power, as is uh, Stevenson, and Stevenson has the added ability to be able to break open and open up those lanes on the outside and be able to break for big yardage. If the Patriots do that early and keep the Buffalo Bills defense on its heels, they definitely have a puncher's chance in this one the issue for the Patriots is if the Bills start to try to shut down that run what are the Pats going to do to be able to counter it are they going to use Brandon Bolden out of the backfield? do we possibly see Kendrick Bourne or Jonu Smith get jet sweep carries out of the backfield these are going to be interesting decisions for Josh McDaniels to make anything to try to facilitate what Mac Jones has to do strong running game allows Mac to be able to utilize play action that's what the Patriots want to do
1: it's also hard not to view this as a referendum on where the Patriots think Mac Jones is right. Because it, it did seem like to some degree in that first bills game that they just didn't trust Mac Jones to do the thing. Now in the second half against Buffalo, the second game, he, he showed, he really showed some things, I think. And he's been a little bit of a roller coaster. It's, he's a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. but doesn't, doesn't it seem like we're going to, we're going to learn a lot about Mac Jones and what the Patriots think of Mac Jones based on how they game plan in this game.
4: Yeah, without any question, I think that's going to be a very good measuring stick, especially heading into next season, or if the Patriots are fortunate enough to pull out the victory on Saturday night, heading deeper into the playoffs, you have to be able to trust your quarterback at times. And one thing that really encouraged me about Max performance, Peter on Sunday, albeit in a loss in the second half, five of eight going for yardage, more than 20 yards down the field. Mac Jones proved that if they want to dial up some of these vertical routes, He has the capabilities to do it. It may not be what he's best at, but it doesn't mean he can't get the job done. The New England Patriots may need to stay aggressive. Strike first, dare I say. If they can do that, they might have a good chance of keeping this Buffalo Bills defense on its heels.
1: Coming up, did Cincinnati ruin the chances for non-Power 5 schools? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier or just finding a new thing that's delicious, built bar should be in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and it makes it easier to stick to those resolutions because it tastes good. I find this all the time. I crave sweets. I'm one of those people that craves sweets. So being able to grab something that is sweet and delicious, tasty, And that I could also feel good about fueling my body with because it's high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar. That's the ideal for me. Even if I'm not doing it for a workout that day. Although I do often have, they have Built Bites now. Perfect pre-workout, just a couple bites. Get something in your stomach to, to, to give you the energy to get through that workout. So many ways that Built Bar can help you reach your goals in 2022. Let them do it. And right now. Because you're a Locked On Packers listener, you can go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. How about that? Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the Day.
1: The Cincinnati Bearcats did not get the outcome they were looking for in the college football playoff. But just being there may well be enough moving forward. Joining me now from Locked On Bearcats. Alex Frank and Alex, this is a, a Cincinnati program that Luke Fickle has taken to new heights here. And, and although they they lost to Alabama, uh they they showed relatively well. What do you think this means for these non-power five programs moving forward? Was this a a potential uh tide changing event for Cincinnati?
3: I think so, Peter, because it it showed that a group of five team can make the college football playoff. And it it showed that if you're a team, if you're a program that builds for years and years, like Cincinnati has done, they've won 10 or more games in three of the past four seasons. I think it would be four straight had it not been for the trunk of the 2020 season. If you can build a program that's consistent, if you can build a program that schedules well out out of conference – and you're able to win all your games and win a conference championship and you're, you're able to get some breaks, which there was chaos this year in college football, as we know, then absolutely it's possible for a group of five team can make the college football playoff. And I go back to the the college football playoff as Luke Robinson from lockdown Bama alluded to me is exclusive. It's exclusive to teams like Bama, like Georgia, like Clemson and Cincinnati was able as a group of five teams, Cincinnati, a city and a school that predominantly has been either on a citywide baseball, though I would say it's a football town and a school that has been predominantly basketball. Now it might be a football school. That's what Cincinnati proved this year.
1: You mentioned the building part of this. It takes recruiting and, and it takes player development. The Bearcats, they might have a couple high picks in this, in this draft. Um, you've got the best nickname in the draft sauce. Desmond Ritter uh, has a chance to, to hear his name called early. It takes having the players too. And and if one of these group of five schools can recruit, then that, that starts to level the playing field as well, that you have a chance to compete in some of these big games, right? Like you need the talent at some point.
3: And the Bearcats, Peter, that's a great point because they do have that talent. And the one thing that I've, I've thought about the Bearcats and what makes this program so unique is because for years – up until 2021, Cincinnati was not on a lot of draft analysts, draft insiders, scouts' radars because, unfortunately, as a Group of Five school, that's just the way it goes. But what that allows, but the, what that allows a program to do is to develop players like Desmond Ritter, like Sauce Gardner, like Myjay Sanders, like Alec Pierce. It allows them to stay for four years or five or maybe more than that and develop them into. What we're going to see with Ritter and and Gardner is first-round draft picks. This is not a school like a Florida State or a Power 5 school where you go for just two years and then you're on to the NFL draft. No. Cincinnati is a school that, and this is in basketball too, where you're not just one and done. You have the ability to be developed without being on so many people's draft radars. I mean, Ritter was on people's draft radars after the 2020 season, but he decided to come back. That's the benefit of being at a school like Cincinnati, and I hope that continues once they move into the Big 12.
1: And finally, the Memphis Grizzlies are giving young fans the opportunity to start the new year with a new jersey. Kids 12 and under can exchange any old opposing player NBA jersey, adult or youth sizes, for a new Grizzlies, John Morant, or Jaron Jackson Jr. Replicate jersey. In addition to receiving the new Grizzlies jersey, kids will receive a pair of plaza or pinnacle level tickets to that night's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. This comes on the heels of John Morant staring down, this is true, staring down a kid in a Warriors jersey who wanted to dap him up after a foul as the Grizzlies were beating the Golden State Warriors. He was in a Warriors jersey and wanted dap from John. John said, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. But he said he would give the kid a jersey. Turns out he's going to give a lot of kids jerseys. Coming up Friday, we get you ready for everything you need for Super Wild Card Weekend around the NFL. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.